0: This is Pulse95. You're listening to the
1: Halftime Show podcast. Oh, he lifts the bar and the goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adori on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh! Better than nice! Wonderful! Uh. Yes, we are back and we are live on Pulse95 Radio. Shout out to everyone who's tuned in around the world, whether it's 95FM, Pulse95Radio.com, our app, Sharjah Broadcasting Authority. You're chilling at home watching us live on YouTube. Okay. From athletes to enthusiasts around the world, injuries happen every day. Coaches, doctors, and physios witness their players, athletes, and clients get injured all the time. One of the most common injuries we see is the ACL injury. Now, how lucky are we to have one of the best, and I mean the best, in the business globally to join us today discussing all ACL, if I can say that right, From how to prevent it to how to cure it. Miffy Edlin is on the show today. We had to bring her back because she was so good the first time. And I can't wait to share this episode with you on the only place to be at three. The Halftime Show on Pulse 95. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. Oh, he loves the fight. This is the halftime show with Omar Adori on Pulse 95. Nice strike. Oh, better than nice. Wonderful. It's time. It sure is that time. You know what time it is on the 3 p.m. on Saturday. It's the halftime show on Pulse 95. Yeah, I give myself a sometimes. <laughs> How are you guys doing? Hope you guys are doing well. Thank you very much for tuning in on the Instagram live at Omar Duri. Fantastic. Some familiar faces from Mustafa to Michelle, to Masoud, to Shayma, to Terry to Ibrahim, to Tintin, to Smooth, to Olivia, to Mohajar, Condado, and the list goes on. Thank you very much for connecting with us and what a show we have in store today. Miffy is on the show today. Hello, Omar. How you doing? Very well, thank you. Looking bright today. Yeah, Yeah.
0: I, I want it to match. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, we're going to need that on the episode today because you're definitely adding some flavour to the show. Um, now, injuries, obviously, is, say, your forte. You, yep. you handle people on a daily basis you look after people including myself yeah indeed it can be hard work Um, but the ACL firstly is something that you hear a lot what is the ACL first
0: Uh, The ACL is a ligament. It's Mm -hmm. the anterior cruciate ligament. Mm -hmm. Um, It's uh, one of the main stabilizers of the knee. Yeah. And the anterior part stands for it it attaches onto the front of the shin bone. Mm -hmm. And then the cruciate part is a Latin word meaning cross. It crosses the posterior cruciate ligament, which is a little less important. Yeah. Um, The whole purpose of ligaments is they join bones to bones. Mm -hmm. And they generally do it in a specific direction. So the ACL's purpose is to stop the shin bone moving forward on the thigh bone. Mm -hmm. So it's super important in sports like football, handball, netball, when there's a lot of acceleration, deceleration, change of direction, cutting. Um, when the foot's outside the base of support, and we're changing direction. And when that happens, uh, the shin bone wants to move in one direction. The thigh bone wants to move in the other direction. And the ACL's job is to, s- to keep them together. Mm. Unfortunately, sometimes it snaps.
1: Mm. And so if you're, for example, like a runner, is there less chance of you getting that? Much. Much less. Because of the change of direction.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And because it's the unpredictability. Mm. You know, if you're doing a 200 meter sprint, you're still changing direction, but it's very gradual. You know what's coming. You know how to feed forward to your body to say, we're going around the curve. Now we're turning into the straight. Mm. Um, If you're playing football, you're reading the play as it goes. You must have fast reaction times and that's where the risk comes in mm. it's actually not people often think that it's about contact sports right. and what we're finding now is that the evidence says majority of the injuries don't happen with in contact they're in contact sports but they're not actually during contact times
1: interesting mm. so is there is there also a trend on the evidence of what Sport causes the most ACL injuries.
0: Oh, it's, it's, it's tough, quite huh? controversial. Yeah, mm. uh, not co- it's not controversial. Sorry, it's just lots of different opinions. Yeah, the high. In my opinion, I think the highest rate is actually handball, which is okay. predominant in kind of Scandinavia. Mm. But soccer or football, um, Aussie rules is really high. Netball yeah. is really high. Yeah. Those sort of sudden stop change
1: sports. Mm. Yeah, I'm kind of interested because I know you you deal with. Athletes from every sport. I've yep. seen them on your page. I've seen, you know, you post about them. And, and they're different body sizes as well, different builds. Do you notice that sometimes someone maybe with more muscle mass gets them or less muscle mass or more body weight?
0: There are definite um, predisposing factors mm. to, to getting an ACL. Uh, th- again, the, the evidence is there to say that perhaps a higher sort of hip width yeah. Narrower knees might be part of it. Um, there's definite evidence to say that if you get one on one knee, yeah. the chances of getting it on the other knee are very high. Mm. And certainly if you think about it, if you're a bigger guy or a bigger person and yeah. you're you're stopping and cutting and changing direction, of course that's going to put a lot more pressure through your knee. Mm.
1: See, when yeah. you say that, the, the first sport that comes to mind is like rugby. Because, I, I mean, one of my best friends is a rugby player. Shout out to Zion. And D and is... The mus the muscle, the, muscle or the muscular size the muscle mass on him, on him and the change of direction the yep. speed is is phenomenal it's almost yep. freakish absolutely are those the people you kind of look over more and kind of wonder right I need to be careful with those with that type of athlete
0: kind of at the same time rugby isn't hugely known for its ACL numbers mm. um, yes they do do change of direction but they do a lot of sport running straight ahead yeah um, they're also incredibly strong right um, and so their sport is a little more predictable mm. than say football yeah. when they're following where the ball might go or Aussie rules where the ball moves a lot faster and a lot longer, a, a lot bigger fields and yeah. so forth yeah.
1: yeah and and i mean you are, you obviously stay fit and you uh, you know you train quite a bit as well i've always, I've heard about your your, your exercise <laughs> training yeah um are you more because because of your profession are you more aware of the things like the correctives and the preventive exercise you have to do. Uh,
0: I'm aware of them because of my profession. Not for me personally. I don't play sports that are high, uh, a high risk for ACL. Mm. You know, I, I do CrossFit for all my sins. Um, I do Pilates mm. and I do tennis and running and skiing is a higher one. Mm-hmm. But it tends with skiing. It does tend to be the less experienced, right. the higher rate of ACL injury because you get a ski court and so forth. So. I don't tend to train specifically for the ACL.
1: Mm, what are the high, higher, exercise, higher sports that do cause that? You mentioned skiing briefly.
0: Yeah, skiing, soccer,
1: Yeah,
0: uh, Aussie rules. Yeah. And, and I know a lot about Aussie rules because I'm Australian and that's yeah. the sport I follow. Yeah. Netball, handball. Okay. they're the big sports
1: mm, interesting mm. well we're going to take a quick break but after that I want to know how we prevent this because those people are listening in now and tuning in probably thinking right so how do we stay away from that mm. stay tuned for more on the only place to be at 3 the halftime show on Pulse 95 this is the halftime show with Omar Adouri 95 oh 11. This is the Halftime Show with Omar al on Pulse95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! Uh, Let's get ready to rumble! Yes, we are back and we are live on Pulse95 Radio. Thank you for everyone who's tuned in. If you're wondering... What did I miss in the first segment? Don't worry, you can catch all of our episodes on Podcast, Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, or if you prefer a visual, head over to the YouTube channel Pulse95 Radio, and all of our episodes are there with our fantastic guests. We cover things like mental health, gut health, and how important the brain is on performance and recovery. Miffy, how you doing? Miffy, um, so already we've got quite a bit of traction on the Instagram live. People are talking mm-hmm. about the, the ACL and, and what it was. But more importantly, for those who haven't and thankfully haven't suffered an ACL injury, how do we prevent it?
0: Uh, the first thing I'm going to say is just in the break there on your social media, mm-hmm. Omar, you talked about preventions being seen as quite boring. yeah, And, and I get that. Mm-hmm. But what people need to realize is that if you rupture your ACL mm-hmm. and you want to get back to sport, you've got a nine to 12 month period, getting back to sport. Mm. So that might change people's opinions if they think about why I might want to prevent this happening. If it's going to take you out of your beloved football or Aussie rules for 9 to 12 months, maybe you should get on to preventing it so it doesn't happen.
1: Where does that stigma come from? That whole prevention equals kind of boring... Um, I think it, uh, my personal belief yeah. is
0: that we still believe that we are all infallible. Mm. It's not going to happen to me. It happened to him, but it won't happen to me. It's mm. a, I think it's as simple as that. We just don't consider the the bad things to happen. Maybe that's a good thing because it means we're in a positive mindset. But yeah. at the same time, if you can do something about it, why wouldn't you?
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah it ha- That has its pros and cons. And, and I think the younger we are or the f- more fresh we are to sports or exercise yep. or anything, we do feel, we do kind of have that feeling and then yeah. when it does eventually happen, it's like, pff, how right did enough. it? Yeah. How did
0: that happen? Yeah. yeah. Um, in terms of prevention of ACLs, mm. there's a lot of research out there. There's a lot of money, particularly professional sports. The numbers are really high. Mm. So these guys who are getting paid millions a week Uh, and they're out suddenly for 9 to 12 months is unacceptable. So Mm. we're trying to reduce um, ACL injuries, ACL recovery times and we're trying to increase the understanding of uh, the ligament, the function of the ligament and the recovery of the ligament. So there's a lot of um, money going into the way we can prevent it Mm. and there are sort of some institutions or organisations that have brought out... I've I've listed five... um, rehab pro or prevention programs mm-hmm. that are either aimed at general reduction in injuries or specifically for the ACL. Uh, and what they tend to be is like a 20 to 30 minute program mm-hmm. and the evidence says if it's done two to three times a week some of them can reduce your injury risk by 40 to 50%. Mm. I mean, that, that's huge.
1: That's massive. Huge. Yeah. What yeah. kind of things are those then? So
0: you've got like the FIFA 11 Plus which is probably the most well known which of course comes out of FIFA. Mm-hmm. It's a general reduction in injury program but it's a is to look at increasing the strength of the legs and the lower limb increasing the speed the control of a- acceleration deceleration reaction times change of direction so it's very football focused mm-hmm. um, you've also got out of Australia
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I do believe that the Australian stuff is far superior um, you've got from football Australia the perform plus program okay, which okay. is also soccer we call football Aussie rules and soccer but mm-hmm. it's a soccer based program and it's considered kind of the revision of the FIFA 11 plus right Um then you've got one out of America, I think it's somewhere in California, called the program uh, Prevent Injury and Enhance Performance. Mm-hmm. It's also coming up as, as one of the good ones. Again, it's a soccer-based program. Okay. But the two I kind of like the most personally are Netball Australia has one called the Knee Program, mm-hmm. which is specifically for the ACL and looking at um, preventing ACL in terms of netball. yeah, And then the AFL, which just recently I'd say maybe four or five years ago started a professional women's league, nice. they've got um, prep to play and it's based around women and the way women play and what women need to focus on. Because mm. the other the other area we're seeing is with these Aussie rules girls that are playing, the number of ACLs is extremely high. I'm going to guess it's over three times as many as men.
1: Wow. Yeah. Is that because they've they've just started to really come to the surface? Yeah,
0: I think so. I think, well, what they're saying is it's got a lot to do with things like menstrual cycles Mm. and and where you're playing and when you're playing in your cycle, which can definitely um, affect your ligament um, strength. Mm -hmm. But the other thing they're tending to say is that because as kids, boys play football and run around and chase dogs and da-da-da-da-da a lot more than girls are encouraged to do. Or a lot earlier? A lot. Yeah, that's what I mean. Boys like kids, Mm. they're doing this stuff, whereas women and, oh, sorry, girls aren't, and historically aren't doing this as early. Yeah. So neuromuscularly, like the connection between the, the brain and the muscles perhaps isn't as developed as it is for boys. So that's the other thing. Oh, and of course, biomechanics you know mm. we have we tend to have wider hips narrower knees all that sort of thing Yeah. Um, but these programs are are really really positive and should be done by they're, they're set up they're all on the internet they're set up for coaches and trainers mm. to get involved and prevent their young kids yeah. from getting in trouble they're, they're, they're grouped from ages and sports there's no evidence yet on the crossover so if you're a netballer yeah. and you're doing the AFL prep to play program there's no evidence to say that's a good thing but my guess is they're all working toward the same thing, mm. which is to strengthen you and avoid knee injuries. So, realistically, do whichever one, you're mm. going to get benefits if you're doing
1: it properly. And how important is it to like stay on top of things like technology and sportswear? And because uh, nowadays it's whatever you see on the gram that kind of gets people's yeah, attention, yeah, yeah. but obviously, with you, you, you know, you've invested so much time in your coaching and your learning and in your education system. How much of that is down to the external factors?
0: Um, uh, so if we go back 10 to 15 years Mm. you're talking about things like football boots right and blades were when were blades in like 20 years ago 15 years ago
1: something like that I'd probably say yeah around the 90s
0: yeah. Mm. Oh, really? That yeah. <laughs> that long ago? Okay. Yeah. So blades were like the coolest thing. And yeah. had we had Instagram, they would have been, everyone's wearing blades. Ronaldo's got blades. Righty, righty, yeah. right. And then we tended to find that things like blades actually created more traction on the ground, mm-hmm. which sounds like a great thing. But when your foot is stuck on the ground and you are trying to change direction, yeah. that's the exact kind of force that can lead to ACL. So ACL numbers rose. And we really were interested in that. We were interested in, in what you were playing on, what surface you were playing on, mm-hmm. whether it was artificial turf, whether it was hard surface, grass, whether it was soft mud, that sort of thing. They're all really important, but at the end of the day you've got to you've got to work on yourself mm. to actually prevent this sort of stuff happening. You can't you can't say to your team, I'm not playing on this ground because it's actually a high risk of ACL. Well of course you can, it's your choice, but it's not it's not likely to happen. Mm. Whereas if you get yourself strong, if you practice changing direction, learning the mechanics of changing direction, learning the mechanics and the reaction times the chances of you taking control of it are much higher. Mm,
1: that's interesting. Mm. I, because I always hear different coaches, uh, different uh, practitioners saying, oh, you know, the the barefoot versus the higher uh, heel, uh, sole, mm-hmm. uh, the orthotics, not orthotics. What's, what's your mm-hmm. take on that? It's a tricky one, I know.
0: It is. Uh, I guess if I look at it properly, everyone is different mm. and everyone's strengths are different. I think... When minimal shoes and barefoot running came out, it was like, oh, there's much less injury with these guys. And when you look properly into the studies with the the people they were testing, these guys were college athletes. They mm. were sort of, what, 18 to 24, really good technique, really fit. Mm-hmm. That doesn't translate to your to two-time-a-week runner, 5K yeah. at, at sort of six-and-a-half-minute kilometers an mm. hour. So... Um, I don't believe that minimal shoes and barefoot running is for everyone. Correct. If it's for you, fantastic. But it's not for everyone. And Mm. much the same, um, sorry, what else did you mention? You were talking about trainers and… Orthotics. mm, Orthotics is a tough one. Technically, Mm. there is very little evidence to say orthotics work. Mm -hmm. But you see them on patients and they do work. Yeah. Yeah. So I I kind of, I guess, if we're talking orthotics, we really should have a podiatrist here. Right. Um, I can hook you up with a podiatrist (laughs) if necessary. Um, But uh, again, the idea of orthotics is to put your foot in a slightly better position than it it is naturally, Mm -hmm. which should feed up. Mm -hmm. But then I look at it and I think, okay, so if you're running and you're getting foot pain... You're probably de- functioning decently, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like you're standing and you get foot pain. So why not work on those strengths first before you go putting something into the shoe?
1: Yeah, yeah. That's I guess that's the way I look. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Coming up next, we're talking about what are the steps to making the comeback from an ACL injury. I'm spoiling you with this, I know, but thanks to Miffy, we can have all the answers on the only place to be at three: the halftime show on Pulse 95. This is the halftime show. With Omar, Omar Adori on Pulse 1995. Oh, he lifts the fire then for the goal! This is the halftime show with Omar Adori on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! <laughs> sure is that time it's the halftime show with omar duri i'm your host coming everything sport international and local what a privilege it is to have miffy in the building today talking to us about acl uh, and all about it i'm saying from how to prevent it to what caused it what are the steps to coming back what it is i mean so much good stuff here and we are uh, talking to her on this segment about what are the steps to making the comeback from an ACL. So Miffy, let's just say now we've had the ACL mm-hmm. and uh, obviously the doctor then comes to you and shows you there's different grades.
0: Well, typically with ligaments, there are different grades. Mm-hmm. Um, there's grade one, which is I tend to explain it to patients along the lines of, you know, if there are 100,000 fibers mm-hmm. in your, in your ligament. A grade one might be ten to 50,000 fibres are broken. Mm -hmm. So you're going to get pain, but you're not going to get instability. The ligament is still strong. Mm -hmm. A grade two would probably be up to around 750,000, something like that, Mm -hmm. or 75,000, can't remember what number I said. Um, And then a rupture, a grade three is a complete rupture, complete break of the ligament. With the ACL, there is um, a bit of controversy. There are a lot of people out there that believe the ACL can only completely rupture mm-hmm. and there is no grade 1 and grade 2 ACL whereas you've got other people in science believing there's a grade 1 and a grade 2 ACL okay. the only way we can, you, look you can do an MRI and hope it tells you but the gold standard, the only way to perfectly tell is to go in and have a have surgery, have an arthroscopy right. but people aren't going to line up for that if they think well have I got a grade 2 or a grade 3, you're not yeah. going to just automatically going to have an arthroscopy Yeah. so we tend to treat everyone on more a symptom or a sign basis you know what can they do mm-hmm. Um, So in terms of making a comeback, what we we tend to see is more the rupture. Right. That's who we're dealing with. Yeah. Whether they're they're coming from the surgeon or whether they're coming because they've ruptured and they want to make a decision. Mm. So the big things are you need to, in my opinion, you need to get opinions.
1: Um, How many opinions?
0: Oof. It depends. I'd certainly... I'd be asking the people at my sports club mm. you know there are going to be people that are there that have the similar lifestyle to you mm-hmm. because not sur- what we now know which is pretty pretty cool is that the return to sport rate um, the recovery times the long-term outcomes and the the chance of further damage to the knee is relatively equal between whether you have surgery or whether you don't mm. so the What you've got to then ask is, okay, my friend, he plays football. He's a dad of three. He's doing really well. He didn't have the surgery. Do I therefore need the surgery? Mm. So you want to be speaking to your friends, your colleagues. I'd I'd suggest at least two medical opinions. Okay. And I'd also also suggest a physio opinion Mm. because at the end of the day, not to float our own boat, but we are the people that know about rehab.
1: Yeah, yeah. We're
0: the ones that know the commitment it takes. Yeah. We're the ones that know how long it'll take. And we're going to give you those honest, well, I would give you yeah. <laughs> brutally honest honest opinions. Yeah.
1: Hey, but there's also something else. Now, sometimes when people uh, do have the injury, obviously, the shock and the factor that you know you're not sure if it's serious or not serious, mm-hmm. do you... Uh, there's been advice sometimes to take a few days before you actually get an um, MRI or 100%, a 100%. Yeah. Tell, um, tell us why. Uh,
0: so, first of all, there's going to be a lot of swelling. Mm. And swelling in an MRI can hide what's going on anyway. Right. Um, the other big thing that we used to do is you used to hear about these guys, particularly in professional sport, they, they damage their knee on Sunday their surgery on Monday. Mm. And the one thing that is tending to come up again in the research is that the earlier you have that ACL or the closer to the time, Mm -hmm. the higher the risk of of early-onset arthritis. Okay. Now, why that is, I'm not sure they're 100% Mm -hmm. convinced on. So what we are encouraging people to do personally is spend at least a month, two months, getting that knee quiet. You know, reducing us us what that means. Yeah, reduced inflammation. Number one, reduced heat. Mm -hmm. Return um, range of motion. Right, and be able to walk comfortably, climb stairs, descend stairs comfortably on that knee without pain. Right, that's and then you can make your decision.
1: See, that's
0: where rehab then begins. Right, that's just us settling the knee down. That's Mm. not us actually aiming to get you back to football or netball or skiing.
1: Mm. And can can rehab sometimes? start before the surgery if you're 100%. waiting those we those. call it prehab yes yes
0: Tell and me about that uh, again the the recovery seems to the the recovery after having prehab mm-hmm. before surgery shows a better recovery because you're already getting those muscles um kicked in so they're working and what you've got to realize when you if you choose to have a surgical management of the knee mm-hmm. your quads your calf your hamstring are going to shrink. Yeah. Right? That's part and parcel of having surgery. And then it's our job to help you build them up again. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we can do in prehab is get you as strong as possible to reduce the difference right. when you lose those muscles again.
1: Love it. Yeah. Love it. Um, is there a duration where you kind of have to think, okay, it's time now to actually get back on your feet or it's time now to move? Because I remember you said now all these things, all these factors, like from range of motion to being able to ascend and descend. Mm -hmm. Is there a time frame where you actually say, all right, you've served X amount of months now. It's time to maybe tackle the, the fear factor mentally and put yourself in the fire line again?
0: Of, uh, as in return to sport? Yes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But there's a huge number of steps before that. Yeah. You know, leading into that, it's not just about, say, if you choose not to have a surgical out, uh, actually, it doesn't matter whether you have surgery or not. You've got to get the range of motion back. Mm-hmm. Uh, something I say regularly is we, we can get strength back in six months time. Yeah. If we don't get range of motion back now, mm-hmm. it's stuck. So the first thing is getting that range of motion back, particularly with ACLs, getting back the extension, the ability to lock out the knee. Yeah. Then you need to be bringing back in strength, control, balance. And you should be moving that your program with your physio. You've got to find a darn good physio. We'll
1: find no one. Yep,
0: good. Who is she? Miffy <laughs> Edlin. You've got to be moving and progressing that program forward on a very regular basis. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying if someone has pain, you don't just automatically move it forward. But if someone is is recovering well, if their progress is going well, if they're adapting to the new exercises really well, you have got to be continually um, increasing that program mm-hmm. so that you are bringing in strength, control, power, speed, acceleration, Deceleration, change of direction, reaction times, sport specific drills. Mm. That's got to be a progress, and you've got to be partaking in it. Mm. If you're not willing to commit as a patient um, for that seven, uh, so, sort of nine-month rehab, mm-hmm. um, then you maybe need to think about what you want to do after you've recovered, mm. because you know all injuries require a big component of exercise therapy. It's a, it's a guarantee. Every research paper says it, but ACL recovery is almost solely exercise based, particularly after that first three months when you've got the the range of motion back, you've got the function of the knee back. It's exercise rehab. Now, we can give you the information, but we can't do it for you. Mm,
1: love that. OK, mm. we're going to take a quick break on that. Just hearing you say that I'm sure has assured a lot of people mentally, which is what we're going to be diving into straight after the break. Stay tuned for more on the only place to be at three, the halftime show on Pulse 95. See you in a bit, folks. This is the halftime show with Omar Adori. Oh, on Pulse 95. Oh, he lifts the and What's the goal? This is the halftime show with Omar Adori on Pulse 95. Nice strike. Oh, better than nice. Wonderful. we are back and we are live on Pulse 95 Radio thank you very much for tuning in today and spending your hour with us here in the heart of Sharjah and shout out to everyone from around the world who has sent in their questions to our wonderful Miffy Edden who's in the studio today yeah um, <laughs> question coming real in real life clap yeah yeah question coming in from um, Olivia who's tuning in from the UK should uh, uh, okay okay slightly off topic but do you both think Epsom salts aid recovery and muscles or is it a myth
0: Um, so it's a very topical question Mm. the idea of Epsom salts is to draw fluid out of the body so Mm. if you have had a difficult day on the field or a hard day on the field you get in a bath of Epsom salts and it draws out the fluid Mm. Um. It's interesting we're talking about it because forever we've talked about RISA, you know, rest, yeah. ice, compression, elevation, yeah. referral, that sort of thing. And what, what we're now looking at is actually getting rid of mm-hmm. icing. The swelling of an injury or the swelling post uh, training is actually your body's way of handling what's happened. Right. It's a natural. Um, they call it a cascade, a natural cascade of mm-hmm. recovery. Mm-hmm. So since all this has come out, which has only been the last couple of years, yeah, I haven't really thought about whether Epsom salts are a good idea or a bad idea. Right. In the past, when it was regarding, you know, when we thought ice, 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 yes, I really liked Epsom salts at the idea that they draw the fluid out of the body. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not actually 100% sure. I think I'd be more likely to say continue on so long as you know you don't have an injury.
1: Right. If right. you have
0: an injury, no, I I probably now wouldn't
1: encourage it. Wow, salts. Yeah, controversial. Yeah, I
0: hadn't. This is the first time I've actually contemplated it. Yeah, so yeah, yeah,
1: Maybe I'll change on, on the drive home. Right, yeah. right. I like that. <laughs> um, okay, so we all know that injury uh, requires a lot of mental strength. Yeah. And with that, with that mental strength, how much of physio or rehab is mental?
0: Um, If I think we stick to talking specifically about ACL. Yeah. Huge. Okay. Humongous. When these guys are, girls and guys are going back to sport and they know that they were changing direction, which is a move they have done a thousand times in training Mm -hmm. or in play um, and their knee gave way, the idea of that happening again for the amateur athlete Mm -hmm. is very scary. Mm-hmm. It's the first thing they say. The number of um, amateurs I get in that say, "Oh, look, I think I'm just going to I'm just going to stop. That's the end of my career." Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's a real shame, and it it says a lot about physio because we in the past have, have looked at strength, and you must have strength, and you must have your hamstrings kicking in, and you must have balance, and you must be able to you know accelerate, decelerate. But what they're coming out with now, and it's incredible stuff, is these degrees of um, your knee moment and your hip moment and your foot moment mm. during change of direction, particularly. Right, right. And, te- and then the the next step is teaching people to work within those parameters. Mm-hmm. So I think the more we can do that, the more we can settle down that fear of going back because you're saying to them, this is why it happened in the first place. Now what we're doing, see how we're working on that so it doesn't happen in the future. Mm but that doesn't happen for everyone. You know, right. this is this is if you're actually paying attention, if you're educating yourself as a physio, yeah. you're then going to pass it on to your patients. Sadly, not every physio does that. Right, right. And then on top of that, you've got, you know, you more likely your professional athletes who've done their ACL Bam! They've done their ACL again. Mm. Bam! They've done their other ACL. Yeah, and then the fear really kicks in. And you've got it. You've got to be um, mindful that it might be worth bringing in a psychologist. Sports mm. psychology is really important these days, and it's it's really popular in a good way. Yeah, um, to get over that fear and working as a physio, working with it is essential mm. absolutely essential very interesting
1: mm. um, Masood is asking how about Reset let us know about her opinion
0: <laughs> Reset <laughs> well first of all I went to the opening or oh, the, yeah. the, I went to the um, <laughs> what the, the launch yes which was very exciting um, so I read Reset goodness what two years ago
1: yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. Two years ago, yep.
0: and I, I guess I'm kind of lucky. My I'm very practical and very straightforward, mm. so I, I haven't had a lot of struggles with my mental health, right? And I haven't had a lot of struggles or need to reset mm-hmm. per se. Mm-hmm. But it certainly sits on my bedside table, okay, <laughs> re- re- ready for the day that I'm I'm struggling, and it will happen. I think it happens yeah. to everyone at some point.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fantastic. I uh, love that uh, answer. Go I just
0: on. want to um, go back to one thing about mental health and so forth. The other thing we're, we're doing in the medical world now is we're working really hard on language. Interesting. We've always okay. talked about, oh, your bad knee. Oh, you know, this is the worst I've ever seen. The doctor mm. told me it's the worst break I've ever seen. Um, what we know now is the importance of the language that we as professionals use with mm-hmm. patients mm-hmm. is incredible. And every day I hear myself saying something that I curse and I'm like, I didn't mean to say it. And I have to backtrack because you see me as a professional. Yes. Even though (laughs) I'm not always (laughs) acting professionally. Um, (laughs) But you see me as a professional and and the weight of my words is quite heavy. Yes. And that's the way medical... Uh, the medical fraternity is now going mm-hmm. is think about what you're saying think about it and put it in a positive light yeah so that's also really important for the for the mental side of Brilliant. recovery
1: love that love that thank you so much we have reached full time on the half time show <laughs> That's the second one, and you smashed it. Well done. My pleasure. <laughs> she was fantastic. And if you liked the episode, make sure to share, like, and subscribe to Pulse95 Radio on the YouTube channel, or if you prefer a podcast, Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud. Uh, Miffy, you were fantastic as I'll always. Also,
0: um, I'll also give you the names of those prevention programs yes, that please. you can put on your social media and stuff, because they are super important.
1: Absolutely. I'm going to share that uh, on my page as well, and uh, and yeah, make sure you check that out. And thank you very much for tuning in. Miffy, you were fantastic.
0: Thank Thank you very much.
1: Okay, guys, I will see you every Monday, Wednesday, Saturday, 3 to 4 UAE time. Same time, same place on the only place to be at 3, the halftime show on Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday
0: from 3 p.m.